Are you someone you know battling cancer? Welcome to Integrative Cancer Solutions with Dr. Carl Feld, where you get to be part of a live consultation with a patient diagnosed with cancer. I was never close to my father. In fact, I found out that he passed away from colon cancer six months after he died. I never got to be with him during his struggle. This podcast and the cutting-edge integrative cancer therapies I offer at my center are my chance to do what I didn't get to do for my father. Tune in as I get to know the struggles and victories of my guests while battling cancer. We will discuss natural medicine and how it can safely be integrated into traditional oncology care. You are not alone in your struggle. Well, Diane, I am so excited to have you on the show today. And I, I know that uh, not too long ago, it was uh, just a little bit less than a couple of years ago, you, you started mm-hmm. to notice that, that something was going on and, and wondering what that was about. Do you, do you mind telling us a little bit about what, what happened? Sure. I developed a tongue sore and uh, it would come and go. I went to an ENT, my ENT, um, your nose and throat. And he said it was nothing that they would keep an eye on it. If it got bigger, to definitely call. So I kind of blew it off. I didn't think it was going to be any big deal. I did a lot of other stuff. I did a lot of reading. I tried a lot of different products, a lot of natural products, and nothing seemed to work. What were some of the things that you tried that just didn't seem to really move the needle for you? Basil, fresh basil, which really worked probably about the best. Um, Apricot seeds the B17, turmeric, a curcumin, oregano, drops, oregano, oil of oregano. Oh, there's just a plethora of, of different things that I tried and it just, it wasn't working. But I really didn't stick with anything long enough because I was into, I wanted instant gratification. We're Americans, right? That's right. That's <laughs> yeah. right. So June 24th of 2020, I worked for a small township and uh, the fire department is connected next door to us. And I had a hemorrhage at work. The tumor on my tongue had burst. I ran to the fire department. I grabbed a, a waste paper basket and ran to the fire department. Hollered for chief, 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 where are you? And he came and uh, sat me down, calmed me down and uh, took my blood pressure, called an ambulance. And uh, they wanted to take me to the hospital. And I said, no, no, I'll be fine. I'm going to go home, get cleaned up, and call my doctor. I had no intention of ever calling my doctor. I figured I was just going to come home, get cleaned up, um, call my husband, let him know what was going on. Well, I had something to eat, laid down, woke up a couple hours later, and it started all over, hemorrhaging. I mean, I had blood all over. Couldn't stop it. I started to get really scared. I went and uh, packed a bag for the hospital, called my husband, And he came home and took me to the hospital. And uh, several hours later, probably, I think it was probably about eight hours later, went and had a CAT scan, had some blood work done. The doctor, the emergency room doctor, didn't even look at me. And he had his back to my husband and I and said, you have cancer. We're 100% sure you have cancer. So this is in the middle of COVID. (laughs) You know, what could be worse? Um, I had to, I had my husband go and get my bag. They admitted me because they were scared I might have hemorrhage to death and uh, spent the night at the hospital (laughs) on the geriatric floor 
that they, from a closet that they had turned into a room because I didn't have any more rooms. Everybody had COVID. And I had a very awesome nurse. I mean, she was phenomenal. The doctors that came in were unbelievable, very caring, very charismatic. And the following day, I met my, with my specialist. I met my oncologist, my radiologist, and my ENT came to see me. So they had to do a biopsy of my tongue. I also had three tumors in my neck because I waited too long. And uh, that's when it was confirmed that I did have cancer. So my actual treatment didn't start until July. And I had a lot of things that I had to go do in the meantime. I had to go to my dentist. I had to get fitted for white plates, basically, from the radiation because I don't want you to ruin your teeth from radiation because my radiologist said he would never be able to do treatment without them. And uh, met with the oncologist, and she had told me that my my case went to the cancer board, and they decided that they were going to do that. She suggested radi- radiation and chemo. So I did all of that, played by the books. I had thirty five radiation treatments. I had seven chemo. My treatment ended in September, and September fourteenth. And how did you feel during that? I mean, how did that affect you? Yeah. Horrible. I lost, I was down to 112 pounds. I had no feeding tube though. Mm -hmm. I was forcing myself to eat and I ate a lot. I drank a lot of protein shakes. And I also, when I would go and have to get weighed, I would weigh myself down with change, put on maybe two or three different shirts, my heaviest boots, heavy belts, just so I wouldn't get beneath that where they would want to put a tube in because I've read horrible stories about that. So, and you were um, able to, because I mean, obviously the nausea and the stomach issues that comes along with the chemo. I mean, how how were you dealing with that? Did you have any issues there? I did. I had third degree burns on my neck from the radiation. I uh, was sick all the time, but I went to work every day. I never missed a day of work, and I think that's really what kept me sane. I would have just sat here thinking, you know, what's next? You know, because I'm going to die. I mean, I know I'm going to die. They told me that probably it's not going to be, they're not going to be able to kill it. My cancer, it was not HPV. And non-HPV cancer, uh, tongue cancer, is very hard to treat because it's a lot smarter than the HPV. So treatment ended in September, September 14th. November 1st, I was declared NED, which is no evidence of disease. And uh, I knew it was still there, though. I could feel it. I could feel it in my neck. I mean, I know that the two tumors were gone, but the one tumor um, was still there. I could feel it. I had a lot different type of cancer than most people because I could actually see and feel my tumors. My tongue was still there. It was 80% gone, but 80% is not 100 So I had another CAT scan in March of 2021, and uh, that's where they found out that the cancer had returned. Base of tongue was growing at a very alarming speed. My neck, I had three tumors, and it had metastasized to my lungs. So I had one on each lobe, my neck and my tongue. So I'm no better off. I mean, I went through all of that for nothing. Mm -hmm. I played by the books. They told me things that I that they didn't want me to do. They didn't want me to take any vitamin C, no turmeric, basically nothing. They wanted me to 
just follow the chemo and the radiation. And so I'm curious, I mean, they, cause they didn't feel like they were going to be successful with the type of tumor that you've had. So in their mind, did they, were they pretty sure that it was going to, to come back? I mean, cause obviously that that's usually the issue when you do the chemo radiation or surgeries is that it just comes back if you don't support it in other ways. They, all of them felt that it would eventually go away because I had responded so well to treatment, mm -hmm. but I just knew it, it was not working. I knew I was trying to play a game with everybody else. I mean, especially my family, but I knew it was not, it was just not going to go away. It wasn't, I wasn't at that point. They hadn't done enough. So in March, I had to have a biopsy on my lung. They did. They knew it was cancer. They took a, a piece of my tongue. They knew that was cancer. And um, so my, um, again, my case went to the cancer board. Two of my doctors wanted radical, radical surgery to remove basically my tongue, to leave maybe a quarter of my tongue, to take all the lymph nodes out of my neck, and then to radiate my lungs to get rid of the cancer. But unless they could, unless they weren't 100% sure that that would actually even work, so why go through that? I mean, it's a radical, horrible surgery. And I told them there was no way. I'm, I, no, I'm not going to do that. Matter of fact, I didn't want to do any treatment. I had told everyone that I'm just going to go and, and do it on my own. I'm just going to, I was on a protocol. I didn't really feel it was working for me because there's a lot of cancer protocols out there. The one I was on, I didn't feel comfortable with. I just didn't feel it. I just, it wasn't, my body was just not in tune with it. So my friend at work on my first diagnosis had given me uh, some information about Joe Tippins with the Fenben. And uh, I don't know, probably people that are listening to that have no idea what Fen Fenben is, but it's actually Panicure. It is a dog dewormer. And the first time I read that, I said, you know, Linda, I love you, but that's the weirdest thing. I would never, ever do that. That's weird. I mean, I'm glad it worked for him, but no, it's not for me. Yeah. And, and, and what's funny is that people, you know, when they, when they see that to say, well, I don't have, I mean, I don't have worms, do I? Yeah. Not recognizing that it's, it's not really for worms. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, there's that benefit, but there's all these other benefits that come along with it in regard to cancer. Correct. Correct. Cause we all have parasites. We all do. Mm -hmm. And it's very common for, a lot of people across the world to do that on an annual basis. I didn't know that until I got, did a lot more research, but the day after or a couple of days after I had my biopsy, I was going through Facebook and someone had sent me a, a hyperlink to Joe Tippins and to his Facebook group. And I thought, well, you know, I have like nothing, I have nothing to lose. They told me I was only going to live 12 to 18 months. I mean, that was it. At the rate that the cancer was growing and spreading, I wasn't going to be around. So I thought, wow, well, you know, doctors all said their goodbyes. They, you know, they basically released me from treatment. My oncologist did not, but my radiologist did and my ENT. And they kept on saying, oh, we're so sorry, Diane. We're so sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, I think they think I'm going to die. I don't think I'm going to die. I don't feel like I'm going to die. So I went through, I started up again. I had um, chemo. They decided on the cancer board to put me through chemo again, carboplatin and 5-FU, which 5-FU is a horrible, horrible chemo. 
and also Keytruda. So I didn't do anything with Joe Tippins right away. I let that kind of linger until June. And then I was getting kind of scared because I started to lose weight again. I mean, I'm back down to now 109 pounds on chemo, still going to work every day, having to carry around a pump every three weeks because a 5-FU came home with me. It was horrible. Couldn't eat, mouth sores. I had a rash all over my body. It was just horrible. So on June 17th, I took the plunge and I started Joe Tippins. I had to tell you, when I received it through the mail, the panic here, um, the fenbendazole, I mean, I was just, I had a really hard time the first time taking that. I thought, oh, how can I even do this? This is so weird. After you've done chemo or radiation, you know, all these toxic things, but the fenben, you know, the panic cure, that was like, it was even worse in your mind. Yeah, it was just weird. I mean, <laughs> I thought, you know, give it to a dog. You know, I love my dog, you know. What have I got to lose? So I did. And I took it for three days. And I'm not kidding. I felt like a new person. Oh, I yeah. felt awesome. I felt like, I felt like, wow, I'm really onto something. They told me, you know, my oncologist told me, no vitamin C, don't take any supplements, don't do anything. I did just the opposite because I played that game the first time. This time was going to be completely different. In the meantime, um, I had added a bunch of things to it. I got... Um, how to Start Cancer from Jane McClellan. Awesome book. I researched everything I could research. I was constantly reading. If I wasn't working, if I wasn't cooking a meal, <laughs> I was reading about cancer. So to that, I added uh, berberine. I added curcumin, turmeric, serum peptase, which is, that was a huge game changer. Uh, melatonin, 160 milligrams a day. I don't know if you're familiar. I am. Uh, why did you add these things, you know, for, for listeners? You know, why, why did you add uh, berberine, turmeric, melatonin? You know, what was the benefit of those? You know, what I had read for from Jane's book, which God bless her. I mean, she took a leap of faith. I mean, and Joe Tippins, for that matter, too, took a total leap of faith. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it weren't for them, I probably wouldn't be here, which I'm sure a lot of other people feel that way as well. I knew that fenbendazole, Panicure, which is actually made by, by Merck. I mean, it's made by a major pharmaceutical company. I knew that it interfered with the glucose uptake because that's what cancer feeds on, sugar. Uh, the berberine, according to Jane, um, had the ability to suppress the, the tumor metastasis and it also helped regulate sugar. And then the curcumin, I know, it doubles the, the benefits of turmeric or excuse me, it doubles the, uh, the benefits of berberine. They kind of work in concert together. The serapeptase, that's for inflammation. Melatonin, I watched this doctor, um, Dr. Schallenberger. Mm -hmm. He's phenomenal. Yeah, Frank Schallenberger. Yeah. Yes, he was, that was a game changer for me too. Mm -hmm. Because he said 99% of his patients that have taken melatonin, a high dose, 160 milligrams or more, see reduction in tumor the size of their tumor. That's awesome. I'm like, I got to try some of this stuff. And I was a lot different. I'm a lot different cancer patient than most people because I could feel mine. I could see mine. I could, I could actually feel them on my neck. I could see it on my tongue. I could feel it on my tongue and I could see reduction. And I kept telling my oncologist, you know, cause I, all the PET scans and all the CTs I was having, I kept telling her every time before I would go in, I know I'm going to have a great, a great scan. And you're going to be, you're going to be shocked. 
She had no idea what I was doing. She had no idea that I had added all this, nor did I tell her. I thought that's just between, it's just between me. <laughs> it's just my deal. I'm not going to tell her that because I didn't want her to take me off of Keytruda. The chemo had stopped, but I needed, I knew I needed that Keytruda mm-hmm. because Tippins, Joe Tippins, the Fenben works very well. I mean, it works in concert with, with Keytruda. Yeah. So I needed that. I didn't want her to take me off of that. I didn't want to irritate her. So it did. I, I did have some pseudo progression that happened in July, which I, I figured as much. I had read a lot about pseudo progression. I knew that the tumors were going to get a little bit bigger before they started to reduce. And tell me, what, what is pseudo progression? That's where the tumors grow. They get bigger before they get smaller. And why would they get bigger? Um, it has something to do with Keytruda. That I'm not really sure of. I've read a lot about that. Keytruda has some type of it has some type of uh, fix on a tumor where it does get a little bit bigger before it starts to reduce. And I don't know if the tumor. I, I'm not quite sure. I don't know. I don't know that for a fact. I know that. Yeah. One one of the things with uh, the pseudo progression is that you have a lot of immune system activities, a lot of uh, white blood cells that get into the tumor uh, environment where the tumor is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because in, in the tumors, not every cell is not cancerous. If there's some healthy tissue or normal cells there as well, but then you have white blood cells that get in there and that triggers that swelling. Uh, mm-hmm. So a lot of lot of the size and of that tumor is actually a bunch of the white blood cells that are in there you know, going after the, uh, the cancer cancer cells mm-hmm. oh yeah so okay so you had some pseudo progression and you didn't get scared from that you you felt okay still no because i researched it and i had pretty much planned on that's what she was going to tell me and i yeah. i was perfect with that i was okay i was really yeah. at peace because i felt so good <laughs> yeah i was I, I was taking all these pills and yeah you know i probably looked like a pharmacopoeia but i didn't care i mean i was taking them and i felt good about taking them mm-hmm and I didn't share with my husband right away what I was doing because I knew he would wig out over the dog dewormer. I knew when he saw that, I mean, he would just, he would freak out. Yeah. But you know, he surprised me. He was very, he was very engaged with it. He said, you know, you look good. You, you're happy. I'm happy too. So he was engaged with it. He was on board. I had another scan December 1st. And I told her again, I told my oncologist, I said, you know, I can tell you right now, they're gone. I know they're gone. Everything is good. I feel good. I had always kept very good track of my blood, my lab work. I would have lab work every three weeks. Kept very, I was very particular with that. Um, because if I knew, if my blood, if my white blood cell was down, you know, there were th- certain things that I would eat. Red blood cell down, you know, there are certain things I can eat. I was anemic. So I was very, you know, I, I was in tune with that too. I drank a lot of wheatgrass and I, I still do. I drink wheatgrass every day. So when you red blood, cause that's an issue that a lot of people are dealing with is obviously their red blood cell count goes down or platelet goes down or what did you do? How did you eat to address that to kind of make sure that your hemoglobin and red blood cells were, were as high as possible? Whatever I was lacking in, I would Google, I'd get on the internet and I'd figure out, you know, I would ask for what can you eat to increase your red blood cell? Mm -hmm. What can you do for your white blood cell? I need to increase them. My platelet count got down to 90. 
Yeah. I mean, that's when I was, that's when she did take me off of chemo because my body, I couldn't handle it anymore. It just wasn't working. But that's also when I started Joe Tippins and Jane's, you know, all of her, I didn't do exactly what she did, but you know, every cancer is different. I did what works for me because what works for me is not going to work for, you know, the guy down the street, you know, for my husband. I mean, everybody's different. I was just very fortunate. I was very fortunate. And that's the key is that, I mean, like yourself, I mean, you, you did research what other people have done and what's been successful for them, but you still have to personalize it. You still have to kind of monitor and see, you know, what's mm -hmm. going to work for, for me, even though you're gaining experience from other people's journey. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So December 1st, I had my, my last scan. And um, I kept telling her, everything is good. They're not going to be there. Cancer's gone. The scan came back. She was blown away. She said, Diane, she said, you have no more cancer. The tumors are gone. You have a little bit of scarring, but they're gone. That's incredible. The thing that they, yeah, they, the thing that she was most worried about was the lung cancer, mm -hmm. obviously. I mean, you know, I was worried about all of it. You know, it's all one big issue. But the lung to her was the most important. And it went away. It was, it's gone. I have another scan in April. Yeah. I'm still on Keytruda and I'm still taking Manicure. <laughs> I'm still taking the Dorm and I will for the rest of my life. And what's your dosage? I mean, some people, they do just the, you know, 222 milligrams. You know, some people do 666 twice a day. Some people pulse it where they do four days on, three days off. Other people do every day. I mean, how, how do you take it? I take it every day. When I was fighting, uh, when I was fighting in July through actually December, my dosage, I had done a lot of research, done a lot of reading, talked to a lot of people that are currently taking the protocol, even though they're not taking my protocol because everybody's individual. But as far as the, the fen phenazole is concerned, I thought, you know, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I weigh 120 pounds. So it's uh, 222 milligrams for a 10-pound dog. I took my weight, divided it in half, and took enough for a 60-pound animal. So I took 666 in the morning and in the evening, and I had no, I had no side effects. I felt great. It was not a big deal. It was a non-issue. My labs were all good. Most concerned about my liver. My liver, I've never had a problem with my liver. I've also, I did add milk thistle to that as well for protection. I'm currently taking uh, 222 milligrams after I had a clean scan. And I know that if I have any, you know, areas that start to look a little bit weird and they're concerned about it, I know what to do. I mean, I'm never not going to do what I'm currently doing. I'm going to do it forever because it works. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you only had 12 to 18 months left to live, and uh, according to the oncologist, mm -hmm. and so what's the price for every day extra that you get to live? I mean, is, mm -hmm. is it worth taking that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it, it works. I didn't really watch my diet. I didn't. I was so thin. I, I ate whatever I, I could eat, but I had really weird cravings. I mean, I would crave like cucumbers. I'd eat a bag of cucumbers in a day. <laughs> and then I'd send my husband back to get another bag. 
I went through a radish phase where I couldn't get enough radishes. I had to have, I ate a bag of radishes a day. So I, I've never, we're, we're not big on going out to eat. We don't do a whole lot of prepackaged. You know, we're, we're pretty much just normal eaters. A lot of vegetables, protein, a little bit of carbohydrate. But I, my, the way that I eat has changed dramatically. Just from, I think, all the poison that's been in my body for such a long period of time. And my taste has changed as well from all the radiation to my neck and my tongue. Things don't taste as good as what they used to. But I'm almost back. I'm about probably about 85%, which is pretty good. And I'm just amazed how you know, clear your voice is and how you're able to, to speak this well. Because uh, I know people have gone through you know, radiation and, and surgery to these areas. They're not as lucky. I, there was a time shortly after radiation because my last 10 radiation treatments were targeted, double dose. That's horrible. That's when I developed my third degree burns. I did lose my voice for a short period of time, very raspy. Um, I, sm- I, I, I sounded like a, a heavy smoker, you know, with that really raspy voice. I had a problem, you know, I went through too much mucus in your mouth and then I went through you know, oh my gosh, I'm too dry. You know, I had to constantly have a bottle of water. Um, now I'm pretty much normal, but radiation is a horrible thing. I mean, I would say to anyone, if you're, please think twice about radiation. It's just, it's so horrible. I can't even believe that they allow people to do that to each other. It's just a horrible thing. The side effects are just terrible. You think at being in such an advanced world, so to say, and and medicine that have gone so much further that we are still utilizing such barbaric tactics, would figure that it'd be some some better ways that are less harmful, less damaging, less barbaric. Yes, you would you would you would hope for that, but you know, even when chemo, when they come and hook you up to chemo, I had never known anyone to go through chemotherapy. And when they came with the first bag of chemo, my first, when I was first diagnosed in a hazmat suit, I'm thinking to myself, you're in a hazmat suit and you're hooking me up to this stuff. I mean, what is wrong with that picture? I can't even believe it. But it was pretty, uh, you know, there's a lot of sick people out there. I mean, and I'm just very fortunate. I mean, I've made friends um, at chemo a lot of them are not with us any longer. I mean, they've died. But I always just thank the good Lord. Wow. I mean, thank God I have a positive attitude because I would have never have been sitting here talking to you without it. I mean, my glass was always half full. But, you know, these people get diagnosed. They're told that, you know, you're going to die in 12 to 18 months. Well, yeah. Some people, yeah, pretty much plan for that. Yeah, I'm going to die. You know, doing their last will and testament. You know, they don't realize that, you know, if you, my one, well, my radiologist told me that you will do whatever you have to do if you want to. You will become brave. And he's right. He was absolutely right. It just depends on how bad you want to live. There's a lot of different things out there. A lot of natural uh, medicine that if you do your research, it's not a one size fits all. It's never going to be a one size fits all. But if you have the desire and the ability to research, you, you will live. You will find a cure. I believe everyone can cure their own cancer. I've seen it. I've seen some. I'm one of them. I mean, not all stage fours die. I don't think at this point in my life, I will die of cancer. 
I'm pretty confident I'm not going to. I couldn't agree with you more. It's to me, and, and I've, I've seen that so many times with, with the cancer patients that I've been exposed to, that the ones that have that fighting spirit and take control of their cancer and have that, it's, it's I kind of like it to, you know, cancer is like an individual Super Bowl and you're the quarterback and you just have to decide that you're stepping onto that field and you're going to be a winner. I mean, mm -hmm. you are going to win that Super Bowl. And if you have doubts, if you think that, well, maybe, maybe not, you know, I'll do my best. If you have that kind of a thinking, then you are not going to be able to utilize every possible resource that is available. And there are a lot of resources that are available within yourself and around you. And by creating that mindset, they will, you will attract the solutions to yourself. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely correct. I 100% believe that. I believe a lot of it has to do also with your doctor and what type of relationship that you have with them. I mean, my oncologist, I really never liked her. I mean, she's a very brilliant woman. However, she has no bedside manner whatsoever. And, you know, we had to have, we had to have a very serious, I had to have a serious conversation with her because I was really thinking about firing her and going on to somebody else because she was just not doing it for me. I mean, there was no positivity within her bone of her body. And I don't know if that's because she's been a doctor for so long and has seen so much death and just assumes that a stage four is going to die. But now we have a great relationship. I mean, I actually, she laughs. I mean, I can make her laugh, which is a great thing. I mean, I'm not all about doom and gloom. I mean, life is good. I mean, I went through treatment. I went, I've been to hell and back, but you know, now I have a, now I have my own protocol <laughs> that's working fabulously. That's wonderful. And with Joe Tippin, I mean, you have, so you have the, the curcumin, of, of course, the Fenban, you know, which is a panicure, mm -hmm. uh, but then also he's suggesting things like CBD and vitamin E and vitamin A and those type of things. I mean, are, have you included some of that as well? I did take CBD for a while and I just, um, my friend, which is, she's studying to be a holistic doctor, mm -hmm. she would muscle test me and um, it just wasn't working. And I knew it wasn't working. I just didn't feel it. I, I'm very in tune with my body. I think yeah. everyone should be very in tune with their body, but you'd be surprised. Well, I'm not you, but it surprises me that a lot of people are not. They just don't know, or they're not paying attention to what's going on. Um, I did take vitamin E for a while. Since then, he has changed that up. He doesn't suggest vitamin E anymore. And he has a new protocol out too, which I have no desire to try that. The old works just fine for me. So I've really incorporated a little bit of uh, Joe and a little bit of Jane together. I didn't do all of Jane. I know she's really big on diet. I didn't do that just for the fact that I was so worried about my weight. I just wanted to maintain it. And it took me a long time to gain 10 pounds. I know years ago, I could have eaten 10 pounds in a weekend and gained it. I mean, it's not a big deal, but you know, now that when, when I, after what I went through, it's really hard to gain weight. Some other things that I did too, is I took, uh, you know, the vitamin D and I took the, the wheatgrass. I still drink wheatgrass and I also drink matcha. I have a cup in the morning and I have a cup in the afternoon. You know, green tea is a wonderful thing, but I figured... In comparison to matcha, um, you know, green tea is kind of like a Chevy, and I wanted the Cadillac, so that's why I incorporated, you know, matcha into 
my whole little protocol, my Diane protocol. And I take ALA, alpha lipic acid, for neuropathy. I do have a little bit of neuropathy in my legs um, and my hands, but that's kind of been subsided since I've added that to my diet. So all is good. I feel great. I, I thank God every day. I'm so happy that my friend um, gave me the information about Joe Tippins in the beginning, even though I didn't do it. I thought it was weird. You can't, you know, you really can't knock something until you try it. And thank goodness it worked. And then I, I found Jane too. So. Oh, I mean, what an amazing journey. And you're, you're absolutely right is that because the traditional uh, cancer care, I mean, they haven't solved cancer yet. I mean, they can shrink tumors, they can do surgery, they can do all of these things, but they haven't solved the riddle of cancer. So we need to look in other locations for solutions. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just the key. There's been a lot of talk about drug repurposing. Jane talks a lot about that in her book how to starve cancer. It's a fact. I mean, it works. I mean, there's a lot of people that have used her protocol, um, have combined both Joe Tippins and Jane's protocol together. You have to find your perfect cocktail. Yeah, I agree. Well, Diane, thank you so much for sharing your journey. I know these are invaluable pieces of information that people can benefit from tremendously and you you look great (laughs) thank you considering what you've gone through you i mean even if i had no idea you've gone through it you just look great so thank you thank you done very well well thank thank you. you so much diane it's been an honor my pleasure The information in this podcast is for educational purposes only, and it's not designed to diagnose or treat any disease. I hope this podcast impacted you as it did me. Please subscribe so that you can be notified when new episodes are released. There are some excellent shows coming up that you do not want to miss. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please take a moment to write a review, and please don't keep this information to yourself. Share them with your family and friends. You never know what piece of information that will transform their lives. For past episodes and powerful information on how to conquer cancer, go to integrativecancersolutions.com. If you would like to know more about the cutting-edge integrative oncology therapies my center offers, please visit thecarlfeldcenter.com. Thank you for spending this time with us, and I hope to see you at our next episode of Integrative Cancer Solutions with Dr. Carl Feldt.